Welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. Welcome. We are back with another episode of Crossroads Connection. I am Tyler and I'm joined by Andy and Jamie. How are you guys doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you yeah? guys doing? Tyler, yeah. we are doing fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it's so great. really good. Here we are again doing remote recording for our, our uh, Saturday yes. show. And uh, man, we're just glad to keep doing this, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I love yeah. that we can do this, but I'm also kind of over it. I'm ready to be back <laughs> in person doing it. <laughs> I know, Me too. I, I'm so ready. I wonder how many people who are listening right now are completely over <laughs> Zoom or Skype or WebEx meetings right now. Yeah, I'm 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 with them. Whoever's if you're if you're over it, me too. I'm done. <laughs> but at the same time, we're grateful that we have the technology to continue to not only have meetings, but also to be able to deliver here, uh, right here on the Truth Network for this program. And we're excited to kind of as the word said, we want to connect with people, we want to keep people connected. So it's always been a great opportunity uh, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I, I complain, but I'm just thankful that, I mean, we also get to do our jobs. Like we're, we, we should, we should be grateful yeah. about that. <laughs> yep. Very that's very yeah. true. Keep mm-hmm. rolling, keep doing it. You know, for us as a church, we're still working through our transformation year, transformation 2020. We've been talking about that a lot where the beginning of January, we started going through the Bible together as a church. And that's been a really awesome experience for our church. And of course, right Two months into it, all of a sudden the coronavirus hits and, mm-hmm. you know, things become different. We experience it. We're still in this right now. We're still experiencing a different kind of normal for our church. And I know there's a lot of churches listening as well. We're all figuring out how to do it together. But, you know, I, I like the statement, you know, the the method changes, but what we preach and the mission never, never changes. And so we're still walking through this transformation. We're still preaching sermons based off of where we are reading through the Bible together as a church as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sure are. And they've been as timely as ever. In fact, um, a recent sermon that you preached was called Poison to Your Soul. And That's I felt right. that was really timely based on what a lot of what we're walking through. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, I, I do agree, Jamie. I think that timely is the word for it. And here's what I love about what we've been doing as a church. As we're going through the Bible together, we're really realizing that something, for example, we're in 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4 was written, you know, approximately 3,000 years ago is when that was happening and when that was being written, and how something 3,000 years ago in Scripture can apply to us today. And the the sermon title, Poison to Your Soul, really comes out of 2 Kings chapter 4. There's only a few verses in there, but what's happening is we're dealing with the prophet Elisha right now. And there's a famine in the land, and most theologians believe this is the seven-year famine that's mentioned earlier. So they're in a a pretty steep famine, which means there's hunger, there's all these things going on, and Elisha is with several of the prophets, and he has an assistant with them. And they're together, and he turns to his assistant in, in 2 Kings 4 and says, go find some food and let's make a stew. So this assistant goes out, his servant goes out, gathers up these wild gourds, but there's a piece of that verse where it says that he didn't know what they were, and he put them into the pot. And and I can't help but think that at times in our life when we are hungry, right? Hungry for something. Now, that's a physical hunger, but what about spiritually? And what about emotionally? What about relationally? What happens when we're hungry in our life for connection of something deeper than what it is? If we're not careful, we act like the servant who just goes out, 
because they're so hungry. And he just begins to grab whatever he can get and throws it into the pot. Now, here's the thing. I'm sure it smelled good. I'm sure that these prophets, once again, they're in, a, they're in the midst of this famine. I'm sure they smelled that stew cooking. I'm sure that they saw being you know, served in the bowls and they're getting ready to eat. And I'm pretty sure that that first taste probably was wonderful. It was probably warm and it was hot. I mean, you can almost imagine that, right? Yeah. I, you know, a lot of us, we don't know really what hunger at that level is. But we've been hungry before. You know, you come home, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm starving. You just get, I just want something to eat. And sometimes you just settle for whatever's ready at home. And and these this is a very serious famine happening. But then all of a sudden, they realize that these gourds that the servant got were poisonous. And they start crying out to the man of God saying there's poison in the pot. He takes flour. He puts it in there. God does a wonderful miracle, and they're able to eat it. And, and I thought about that poison. There's poison in the stew. There's poison in the pot. And I thought about what things in our life right now that we could translate that are absolutely poisonous to our life and poisonous to our soul. So if you view those gourds as kind of sin and things that we might try to fill that void, here's the, here's the reality for everybody listening. Every one of you, including myself and Jamie and Tyler, we were all born with eternity in our hearts. We were all made for something more than we are right now. And if we're not careful, we'll start to try to fill that void with anything. We'll fill it with relationships. We'll fill it with things that aren't healthy for us, whether it's emotionally or even spiritually. We go on this search, and we're searching. It's kind of like that servant. He's out searching in the wilderness just for something to eat. And people who are searching, we search because we don't feel that fulfillment and being full from who God is. And so that's really was the heartbeat behind that sermon. Yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned uh, four areas during that sermon, that there were four specific areas that are poisonous to your soul. Can you walk us through those and kind of lay those out? Yeah. So it comes from the idea that when we're famished, we attempt to fill the hunger with anything, even things that are poisonous to our life. And so I labeled them in four categories. The first one was starvation of our spiritual life. When we are not feeding our spiritual life the way that we know we're supposed to. And what I mean by that, so our prayer life, our worship life, you know, the lifestyle that we choose to live our life with, reading the Word of God, we're in a transformation 2020 year, all about getting into God's Word. Well, the opposite is true. When we don't read God's Word, when we don't pray, when we don't worship, we starve our spiritual life. I mean, Tyler, you're a worship pastor. How critical is worship on a daily basis, not just on Sunday, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really critical. And it's an easy thing to kind of, you, you, can, you can feel it kind of going away. Like you can go out and try to do all these other things that seem really good, like fill your schedule up and do things that mm-hmm. maybe aren't necessarily bad, but you're right to say that when you, when you starve your spiritual life, that that's really where the poison is. Yep. Yeah. So instead of worshiping as a lifestyle, so not just about singing and it's not just about playing instruments, but it's just truly worship as a lifestyle. And mm-hmm. what you just said, you try to fill that with something else. So if we're not careful, what becomes poisonous to our soul? The first one was starving our actual spiritual life by not reading the word of God, by not praying, by not worshiping on a regular basis. The second area, actually two and three, I think are, are real critical right now. And I'm going to combine those two together. It's stress and anxiousness and it's fear. Those three areas are absolutely poisonous to our soul. I I broke those out in the message. Stress and anxiousness is one of them, and fear is the other one. But 100%, when we are stressed and we are anxious, that it will cause us to 
move either too quickly or move too slowly. It will cause us to miss what God's doing. I think this is probably one of the biggest takeaways that when we're stressed about tomorrow, we're going to miss what God's doing in our life today. And when we're anxious about tomorrow, we might miss opportunities to really see where God's working. And in Matthew, it speaks to that, where the writer is saying, do not be anxious for anything. Don't be don't be longing anything. If God takes care of the sparrows and he clothes the lilies of the field, how much more does he love you? How much more is he going to care about you? So it, it speaks about not worrying about tomorrow. One, we're not even guaranteed tomorrow is going to come, but also tomorrow's got a, enough problems of its own. And so let's focus in on today so that we don't miss what's going to happen today because we're so focused on what's going to happen tomorrow. And then the third one is fear, just having fear. And I'll just summarize fear this way because we all know what fear does, but I think fear freezes us and fear causes us to just not respond. It causes us to live once again frozen. It causes us to hide. You go back to Genesis in the garden with Adam and Eve, right? What did what did sin and fear do to them? Because they sinned, they were afraid. And because they were afraid, they hid. And they just froze and hid because they had no idea what to do. So fear of what's going on around us. And of course, right now, uh, and we're going to be talking to Pete Tannenbaum in just a moment, who's the executive director with Alliance Medical, that right now in the middle of this coronavirus that's happening as we're recording it, and even as we're playing this out on this particular Saturday, that it's still affecting the world. And so if we're not careful, we can live stressed and anxious about that or live in fear of that. And what the enemy will do is he'll use that just to rob us of joy. He'll rob us of peace in our life because we're so fearful and let's not forget, we have a God who's not afraid of anything, and God's not stressed by it, and God's not anxious by it, and so why should we be? Now, I know that's easy to say, and it's a lot harder to actually live out, but it doesn't change that that's the truth, right? Truth is truth, whether we feel it is or not. The fourth area is this, it's sin and guilt. Uh, obvious poisons to our soul are sin and guilt. Sin in the very nature is poison. That is a thing that will keep us from walking the way that God has us to walk, and the real danger, and uh, I'll kind of end this four areas with this, the real danger is when we have sin and we have guilt. Now, the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin and convicts the world of sin, but we can't live with guilt even after we've been forgiven of sin. So it's kind of two different areas. There's poison that's original in our life, which is sin, and all that we do that's sinful. And then the guilt that comes with it can be just as bad at times. And I think that sin is kind of like that first bite that the prophets ate. It probably tasted good at first. It was warm. That's what sin is. Sin is pleasurable for a moment. But then you realize how deadly it really is. And so those areas, Tyler, those are the areas that are poisonous to our soul. Mm. When we starve our spiritual life, when we live out of stress and anxiousness, when we live out of fear, and when we have sin and guilt, those are the areas that will absolutely just wreck us in our soul, and those are poisonous to our soul. Really good. Yeah, that, that was so good. Thank you, Andy, for that conversation. Um, listen, you mentioned that a minute ago, we're about to speak with our special guest, Pete Tannenbaum, who is the executive director of Alliance Medical Ministry. So let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to jump into our conversation with Pete Tannenbaum. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question, are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name is Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. 
Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit C3Advantage.net. That's C3Advantage.net. All right, so Pete, why don't you tell us just a little bit about you? So a little bit about you and then really the mission and vision of Alliance. Yeah, so I, um, I'm i actually by education, I'm a lawyer and I'm a former investment banker. Okay. <laughs> Not your typical background to be an executive director of a medical nonprofit. Right. But I come from a medical family in Greensboro. Okay. Um, and about 12 years ago, um, wanted to do something different. I'd been on an airplane three days a week, wanted to do um, something different, and was involved in several nonprofits around Raleigh, Marvel's Kids Museum, my kids' school, and really um, discovered a passion for doing something outside of yourself and, and really enjoyed my nonprofit experience. And when the opportunity arose to, to join an organization like Alliance, um, I wanted, I wanted to do that. And I brought organizational and leadership skills and fundraising skills yeah. that transfer across industries. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess so. I guess being, uh, studying law and doing all the things with everything in business definitely transitions over to it. So, so tell us a little bit, you know, I was looking earlier at the website of Alliance Medical. Of course, we're familiar with it. And I really like how it's clearly laid out what the mission and the vision and the values are. But for people who are listening right now, would you just give us a kind of a summary of that, of the vision, mission and values that uh, that really drive the heartbeat of Alliance Medical? Yeah. So um, our mission is to provide access to primary medical care to the working uninsured population of Wake County. And Pre-pandemic, there were about 117,000 people in Wake County alone that did, that did not have health care insurance that wow. would go to the hospital for primary care. Um, and our vision is that all residents of Wake County will have access to coordinated primary medical care um, that improves their health and their well-being, and we do that in a holistic approach, body, mind, and spirit. Um, our goal is, is for our medical providers to have a relationship and to know our patients. Our patients get incredible medical care. Uh, they have complex medical problems. They have complex social problems, and in many cases, they've been coming to Alliance for many years. Um, they all have jobs or most or somebody in the household has a job um, and they must fall within certain income uh, parameters in order to qualify to be a patient at Alliance. Right. So you mentioned that holistic approach to body, mind and spirit. Can you give me a couple examples of what you mean by, obviously, I think we kind of get the understanding of the body part, having the medical piece there. Uh, but what do you all do and what do you provide to help really with somebody's emotional state, their mental state, as well as their spiritual state? Um, that's a great question. And, and it all works together, um, you know, hand in glove. So obviously the medical part, um, we take care of their bodies. Most of our patients are diabetic, um, have severe chronic health issues. Mm -hmm. um, but also a lot of our patients have experience some form of form of social trauma in their life. Okay. And there's the idea that that your social situation 
impacts your health greatly. And there's a lot of studies that show 75 to 90% of a person's health is based on their social experience in life. And well, can that, you can you explain that a little bit more? Because that's probably something that a lot of people don't think about. So what do you mean by that? Explain that a little bit for us. So in our world, we call it the social determinants of health. Mm-hmm. And, and they're tra- a person's transportation abilities, their housing uh, situation, food insecurity, interpersonal violence situation, um, uh, all of those things come together and impacts a person's health, um, both physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. And so the mind part of alliance and body, mind, and spirit is we have a behavioral health and pastoral care counseling team Wonderful. that are full-time at Alliance, and the medical side of the hallway refers patients for whatever uh, behavioral health types of issues they might be having to the staff on the other side of the hall. And that staff consists of a director, Toby James, who's been with us for about seven years. We have a full-time social worker on our staff. Um, and we have a number of psychologists and uh, psychiatrists that work with us um, as volunteers at once. Wow, that is fantastic. What a great approach that I would assume that a lot of other places don't offer. You either just go in for a checkup and that's it, and then out the door you go. And you know, not that they don't care, but there's really not that extra push for that. And so how do you see somebody's spiritual life impacted in this way? And Obviously, we know this is important because, as you said, there was 117,000 uninsured in Wake County. Is that right? That's so, right. So well, we, we know, that, the, yeah, we know yeah. the needs there. That's an obvious need. The need is there for physical care. The, the need is obviously there for the emotional, mental state. How are you guys also impacting somebody's spiritual life as well? So we, at the core of our values um, is the belief that everybody, is of worth and value, and that everybody uh, was created equally by God. And we want to provide whatever spiritual care we can for our patients who come from all over the world, all different religions, and all are welcomed here. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, obviously, a lot, I'll pretty much most of what you do, I'm sure, is confidential to a degree. But is there a story or testimony that you can kind of share with us that just, you know, just gives another picture and, you know, inspire us a little bit more about what you all are doing? Yeah. And, um, well, first off, I would tell you every day is like um, what you see on television. The, mm-hmm. the stories and the medical shows on television, our people, our staff, they're so committed to our patient, but patients. There's one story in particular um, that I think really tells a lot about Alliance, and it's about a physician. And this was last year, and there were a, was a day, uh, a week, where there were three straight days of rain. And for our patients, um, it, it, is, it is the working poor. And these are people that you see every day, whether it's in, in a restaurant or a hotel, grocery store, on your roof. And this particular patient was a roofer. Mm. 
And our doctor, knowing that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were going to be rain days, knew that this particular patient who had not been in in four months needed to come in and have their A1C, their blood sugar tested, because they were an extreme diabetic. Mm. So uh, Dr. Hilton started calling this patient on a Monday, put in two calls, put in two calls on Tuesday. Finally, Wednesday morning, got a hold of the patient who has not been working because it's raining outside and he can't get on a roof and convinced him to come in and get his insulin and to have an A1C test taken, which showed that he was his blood sugar level was at a really dangerously high level and kept him out of the hospital. My doctor, when I miss an appointment, sends me a bill. They don't right. call me up and encourage me to come in. <laughs> right. So I'm proud of the personalized care and the relationships that our medical staff has with our patients. Yeah. What a great level of commitment because they view it, I'm sure, as a ministry. It's not just a job. It's not just something they're filling in. This is an actual ministry that's changing somebody's life, not just to make their life better here, but also for eternity as well. And that's really the the big Absolutely. heartbeat of all that going into it. So, Pete, as you look to the future of Alliance Medical, what is it that you're hoping is going to be happening over the next, you know, whether it's a couple of months, years ahead? What are you hopeful for that this will continue to do? Well, we would like to, uh, we have a waiting list of 500 patients. Um, these are people that are qualified to come to Alliance. Wow. Um, uh We have the building capacity. We have the capacity in our building to bring on additional providers. I think in the next year to year and a half, we would like to bring on um, another physician and team that is associated with that physician. Um, We think that in this particular time of, of the coronavirus with everybody losing insurance and all of those issues that are weightless and the demand for primary medical care for people without insurance is really is going to explode. And, and the demand for what Alliance does and what we offer is, is going to yeah. explode in Wake County. Yeah. There, there'll be no shortage of need, I'm sure in the future. Absolutely. Um, so how are you all supported? So people who are listening right now, I guess two parts of that question, how can people, if at all, if there's any way that people can come and just give it their time and effort and energy, but also uh, how can people support you all in what you do? Well, great question. Um, and there's several ways to do that. Um, uh, if we take coronavirus out of the equation, um, we have a community garden and and we grow vegetables too between 2,000 and 3,000 pounds a year of pears, uh, tomatoes, you name it. We grow it and we give it to our patients and we teach them how to cook um, and how to eat nutritiously. So that's excellent. We have plenty of opportunities um, in the garden for volunteers and, and that gives people an opportunity to get their hands dirty, um, to learn a little bit about nutrition and growing vegetables. Um, so that's one way to get involved. Another way, um, to get involved, of course, is, is financially. And, and we are 100% philanthropically driven through community philanthropy and, uh, Crossroads has been a terrific supporter of Alliance for many, many years and a, one of our 
most valued relationships we have. So there's a, a financial way to get involved. Other ways to get involved, we can't really bring people into the clinic because that's sure. a medical environment unless you're a physician or an RN or something like that. But we have lots of church groups and different groups that put together flu kits for the fall. Mm-hmm. Flu yeah. kit um, it may be more important than ever right now. Right. Um, and that includes some hand sanitizer, some Tylenol, some Kleenex, uh, and whatever a patient might need um, for flu season. That's excellent. What a, so, so real quickly, I love that community garden and, of course, financial supports and you know, putting together flu kits and other ways. So what's the best way for people to find out what's out there available to help with to be able to give financially, what's the, what way would you like people to be directed to just get more information and to find out more about y'all? Well, so we have a website, alliancemedicalministry.org, um, and you can find out plenty of information about Alliance there, and there's an opportunity to donate there. And one of the neat things that we're doing now, um, our volunteer coordinator has, is very artistic, and she has been doing Mother's Day cards. And um, we're we're doing that as a small fundraiser for $25. We will do a hand uh, written card to your mother with a nice piece of art with it. And um, it would come from Alliance Medical Ministry. Um, uh, But our website is is the primary place where somebody could make a donation or gift. Excellent. Well, Pete, thank you so much for all you all are doing for the Alliance Medical, for our community, for the county. And uh, as you said, there's a lot of need out there. You guys are filling a need that is very unique and a lot of great ways for people to support you financially as well as getting involved. So Pete Tannenbaum, the Executive Director with Alliance Medical Ministry, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net.